Welcome to Inside the Vault, Enterprise Bank's podcast series where we talk about items of interest to the small business community. With me today is one of our valued partners here at Enterprise and a valued partner for uh, a number of local lending institutions, uh, Regional Development Funding Corporation. Uh, with me today, I have Rebecca McBlain, who's the Executive Director of Regional Development Funding. And for uh, reference pur- purposes going forward, we'll just refer to you all as RDFC, uh, yeah. part of the alphabet <laughs> suit works, yeah. of economic <laughs> development organizations. Also with me today... Uh, is Nathan Nyland. Uh, Nate is the uh, deputy director for RDFC. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Dave. Good to be here. Thank you. Excellent. So what, what I wanted to do today is, is you know, find out uh, for our listeners and viewers to find out a little bit more about who Regional Development Funding, RDFC, is, what some of the, of the programs uh, are that you have to offer, um, and we're also going to look at some examples of the types of uh, projects you finance for small business owners. But probably the best place to start is the beginning. So can one of you give give our viewers and listeners kind of a history of who RDFC is and yeah. where it came from? Absolutely. Happy to do that. Unless you want to, Nathan. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll hop in with the history. So um, actually, we were established back in 1978. And we were a joint partnership between the city of Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. We basically served as the economic development arm for those two governmental entities. Now, we've changed quite a bit since then. Uh, We are no longer government affiliated. We're an independent organization. But uh, our original board members were the county commissioners. And our original board chair was a rather famous mayor of Pittsburgh, uh, Richard Caligari. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Isn't that that neat? Isn't that neat? Um, so it was established, RDFC was, at that, at that point was called Pittsburgh Countywide, but it was established to obtain a sizable grant from the EDA. That's the Economic Development Administration subset of Department of Commerce. They used those funds to develop Station Square in Pittsburgh and to develop Hares Island, which is now known as Washington's Landing. Subsequent to that, uh, those monies were then uh, paid back and funneled into a revolving loan fund that we still operate today. Okay. So um, you and Nate, personally, uh, pretty well tenured with the organization right yes. now, right? So you want to talk about your respective backgrounds? Oh, sure. Yeah, we're a couple of old bankers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll own the old. Um, yeah. So um, I've always focused on SBA lending, you know, government lending in my yeah. career. Always enjoyed it. You know, just really appreciated the fact that, you know, you could get deals done for customers that, you know, would not traditionally qualify for conventional loans. So I spent uh, a few years at uh, several banks, three different banks, before I came to RDFC 17 years ago. Is that how long you've been the executive year. director? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Wow. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I just celebrated my 20-year anniversary at the bank, and Becky, you and I knew each other when I was still at my at former job at the SBA, yeah. and you were in the banking. I was in banking. Now I'm the banker, and you're in the economic <laughs> development Exactly, side. exactly. What about you, Nate? What's your background? Well, my tenure is not quite as long as uh, Becky's is. You're still yeah. as old as I am. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you have me by a couple of years. But, um, again, yeah, I mean, banking industry for a few years prior to RDFC, uh, specializing in some SBA stuff, not quite as much as Becky was, but, um, you know, did concentrate in commercial lending, credit background, and then, you know, stepped over to the RDFC, uh, you know, government lending and EDA lending 
15 years ago, right? Wasn't it 15 years? 15 years, yeah. Yeah. So So we've been, we've been kicking it for a while here together. Yeah. Quite a tenure, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a relatively small shop. Who else do you have on your staff? We also have uh, Deborah Betts, who is our operations manager, and she does all things other than originating loans, although she does help with some of the Mm -hmm. processing. Uh, We have uh, Faye Palmer, who has been with us, oh my goodness, uh, since over 20 years, over probably. 20 years, yep. well over 20 years. Um, and we have a part-time bookkeeper who comes in as well. Actually, uh, since you asked, we're actually, we have some open spots. So we are looking to hire uh, some folks pr- probably from the banking industry, need a, a credit person, another credit person, and probably a salesperson down the mm-hmm. road too. So. so what are your respective roles in the organization as the director and deputy director? Well, I mean, I think we wear... You know, being a smaller organization, right. we wear many hats uh, within your, you know, within our operation. So, I mean, really, we kind of hit tackle all the all the duties uh, myself. As a team. Yeah, as yeah. a team, and as we kind of pride ourselves on that and getting things done. But, um, you know, really on a customer basis, we'll do the credit underwriting. We do servicing ourselves. Um, we'll tackle the actual processing with SBA and our loan programs. Yeah. And just going out and getting business too. So. Yeah. yeah. So you you mentioned obviously the organization started you know with a local focus mm-hmm. um, and and local monies through the EDA, which have since revolved, and uh, right. you still have that program. We and do. We'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah. But your your primary your flagship program is the SBA five hundred four program. Correct. So for those viewers and listeners that never heard of or don't know what a five hundred four <laughs> loan is, can you talk about? Um, First of all, how the program works in terms of RDFC's relationship with the banking community and SBA, and then also just some of the general parameters of the sure. program. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, you're right. We started out as a very, you know, uh, small focused organization just in the Allegheny County. But since then, in 1982, we were certified by the SBA to be what's referred to as a certified development company, which authorizes us to basically do everything from soup to nuts with the SBA 504 program. So we are basically the face of the SBA to the to the borrower. Uh, that was in 1982. We've expanded to service all of Pennsylvania, all of West Virginia um, with the SBA 504 program. Um, and, and the meat of that is that it's an economic development program that finances owner-occupied commercial real estate in what I refer to as substantial machinery and equipment. So something that has a 10-year useful life. Basically fixed asset. Fixed asset. Yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. And the neat thing about what we do is that we partner with banks and other financial institutions or public funds. The bank will come in in a first lien position, which banks love, right? It helps mitigate their risk. They'll do 50% of a project. We'll come in behind the bank in a subordinate position and do 40%. The benefits to the borrower, you know, 10% down as opposed to... 20, 25% correct. conventional yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And our rates are fixed for the term of the loan. So, um, you know, we all know that, you know, interest rates have certainly changed over the last year and a half. But the massive benefit with 504 is, you know, in October, we had our most recent rate release, 25 years, and it was fixed for 7.2% which is still pretty attractive right now, given the fact that residential well, prime mortgage- rates at you know, eight, eight and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. And residential mortgages are eight, right. over 8%. Right. So you can't beat the deal, really. Yeah. In this environment, you can't beat it. Yeah. And I, I want to make sure our viewers and listeners understand, you know, when, when you talk about SBA financing, 
everybody really thinks of what's called the 7A program. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the program where the banks actually deliver the SBA guarantee, mm-hmm. which is basically an insurance policy for the bank. Um, and that's done you know, as a bank loan with an SBA enhancement behind the scenes. This is different. It is 504 different. is different. And the, the, the big disconnect I see is business owners think, well, if I'm, I only need SBA if I'm a weak business oh, from oh, a credit oh, standpoint. Oh. 504 is totally different. It's an economic development focus program. So you talk about like you strength of the businesses yeah. that you're able to finance at yeah. good rates under that program. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are economic development. We are not credit enhancement. Right. We've never seen it as such. You know, and in that regard, you know, we're lending to most cases established companies, you know, that understand that even though they have excess cash and they can put more money down, they recognize that it makes good sense to hold on to that for their own working capital. You know, where are you going to get working capital fixed for 7.2% for 25 years? You can't. Um, And so, you know, really, we lend from, you know, mom and pop organizations up to what I consider to be middle market companies. The maximum size that we can, there are size standards under SBA. It has to be considered a small business. That means that the uh, borrower and its affiliates can't exceed $15 million in tangible net worth. It's a pretty big company. It is. <laughs> it is. Or net or a net profit over the last two years of $5 million or more. So, uh, yeah, it's a good-sized company. And I think over the years we've been there, there's maybe been a handful that have probably exceeded those standards. Right. And to be honest, with the new rule changes with the affiliate standards, it's actually kind of made it harder to reach that threshold. So I think it's going to open it up to a little a lot more of, borrowers yeah. that were originally shut out with that $15 million cap. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's just, I, I brought up what I brought up about 7A versus 504 because, you know, you still, 7A is much larger program sure. mm-hmm. on a national basis because it's delivered by hundreds of thousands of different banks in the right. U.S., where it's, whereas this 504 program, how many CDCs are there nationwide? There's about 200. And when I say CDCs, folks, I'm certified development, development companies. companies. <laughs> That's the basically the licensing that RDFC and similar organizations have from SBA to act as their agent for the 504. Correct. A little over 200. How about in yeah. Pennsylvania? Ooh, good question. Um, I would say maybe about 12 right now. Probably I know that in our region, and that's five states in D.C., I think we have 15. So, right. um, you know, I think we have less than 12 in, in PA right now. We are the oldest in Western PA, um, and really, honestly, about the most prolific lender in Western PA as well. And there are some that aren't quite as active as we are Correct. also. Um, I know. know a lot of these organizations are like county or regional-based economic development groups right. that offer 504 among yeah. a whole myriad of local programs. You guys, this is your flagship. This is our flagship. Right. You'll yeah, find absolutely. a lot of them focus on other programs that they, they house, whereas we kind of focus on the 504. Right. right. So how does the process, if I'm a small business owner or a lender, because you get, mm-hmm. basically you get referrals or leads from both businesses themselves and, and lenders. Bankers, yeah. How does how do you work with the private sector bank and the SBA? How's the process work? Yeah, good question. So, you know, obviously if there's a borrower out here listening today yeah. and they think that they might qualify, you know, by all means give us a call. You know, right. we're always happy to field questions from borrowers and, you know, we'll walk them through the process. But like you said, most of our deals oftentimes do come from banks and other referral sources. We really like to get into the deal early on to help them with the loan structure. 
you know, it's, you know, it's a... It's a you, government program. It's so a it's government got, program. It's got parameters. Yeah, we've yeah. got quirks. <laughs> I, we, we've got quirks. So it's always best if we work through those early on. I don't like to give uh, borrowers slow nose, uh, you know, that you're not going to fit within the program. Uh, and, and candidly, while we'll work with any bank, some banks are just simply more prolific 504 lenders than others. And so, you know, we, we are happy to do the handholding, you know, so we'll work with the bank, talk about the structure, you know, help them get their portion of the loan approved while we work simultaneously. And do you want to talk more about that, Nathan? He's the processing whiz. He's the guy that oversees all of that. Well, so our processing is to work hand in hand with the bank and the borrower just to, you know, one, achieve eligibility. You know, there are some eligibility requirements under the SBA 504. So, you know, we'll, we'll establish those, move forward in the process, um, you know, take the underwriting, just make sure it fits the 504 structure. We kind of take the burden of the SBA application out of the hands of the bank. Well, and I think that's an important point, yeah, Nate. Yeah. You do not have to be an SBA lender as no. a bank or even some non-banks right. to do a 504 loan. Because from the from that lender's perspective, it's a conventional loan. It is. Right. It so, is. yeah, you'll find, you know, there's there are some banks that have a designated SBA department that they're a little more knowledgeable than yeah. some others. You know, but that doesn't preclude you from the program. So right. if they're, you know, you're a small community bank and you want to, you know, entertain a 504, we can walk you through the process. We'll deal with the application with the SBA. You know, we'll handle any questions during that process that they may have regarding the credit. You know, and at the end of the day, we'll, we'll obtain that approval for, you know, on behalf of the borrower and the bank. Okay. So I, I think that really does help, you know, promote the program and, you know, benefits our knowledge with the program as well. So can you also talk a little bit, because it is a little unique about how the funding for yes. these 504 <laughs> yes. loans happens and and how you end up as a business owner with a below market long-term rate. Yeah. So how much time do you have? <laughs> it I is th- a little complicated. It is complicated. I'm going to... So layman's term. Yeah. So definitely let's break this down, you know, and it probably took me a good six months to understand it myself. So, you know, we're, we're funded by bonds. Um, you know, sort of the catchphrase in the industry is that it allows, you know, small businesses, Main Street to access Wall Street bond pricing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bond markets. Because honestly, I mean, I suppose, you know, General Motors or another really large company could easily go out there and float a bond to fund their uh, their expansions. But who's going to do that as a small business owner? It's not going to happen. And so this allows them to do it, as you said. So the, the funding is a is sort of an awkward process in the beginning when people try to wrap their heads around it. Let's say someone's buying a building, okay, yeah. and uh, there's no construction or anything like that. It's just simply turnkey. We could, as I had mentioned before, we split that debt with the bank. We could go to closing on the very same day. The bank could close their loan. We could close ours. But because of the fact that this loan then needs to get filtered through the process at the SBA, and sent off to our fiscal agent who then takes that loan and includes it in all of the 504 loans that close in that particular month. And that's what makes up a bond issuance. And it's at that point that they take it out to the market and they figure out what investors are willing to accept as their return. Who who buys these bonds? Mostly institutional investors. Yeah. So they could very well be- Pension funds, insurance companies. Yep. Yep. It's most likely in our 403 Bs and 401ks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. But because of the timing, what the bank will do is they'll do their permanent loan, but then they'll also do an interim loan that's basically bridge funding. 
and that allows a little bit of time for us to work through the SBA funding process. Okay. But it's it's really, you know, all the borrower has to do is get to the closing table, and then we take care yeah. of the rest of that in the background. And obviously, you, in addition to purchasing real estate or equipment, you can do ground-up construction or renovations. Yeah. Yeah. The way that process works, all the money has to be spent yes. before the SBA guarantees the bond issue, right? That's correct. That's okay. correct. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that can vary. I mean, sometimes we have construction projects that are only a few thousand dollars, yeah. you know, other times it's ground up. I mean, we've had some, Nathan, probably were waiting in the wings for the construction to end, you know, sometimes a year or more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, to note, our, our SBA debenture approvals are good for four years. So it could kind of accommodate any any period of time for even right. longer construction sure. programs. Sure. Now, the one important thing I think for our viewers and listeners to note is because this is a bond-funded um, loan mm-hmm. for, as you said, up to 40% of their fixed asset costs, those rates are actually determined based on the sale That's of correct. those bond e- bonds each month. So there is some variability uh, in the rates, but they're always below market. They are always below market. That's correct. And and yeah, I mean, you know, we all know that rates have gone up right. across the board. Uh, again, 7.2 in some odd change is still, you know, pretty attractive compared to where right. a conventional but commercial. When market. I talk to small business owners that are, you know, they're pursuing 504 loans or we've done them for, the, the rate's great, mm-hmm. but their real uh, like of the program is the working capital retention yes. because they only have to, if they're an existing business, put 10%, 10% down. 10% down. And you get into, and we'll talk about project sizes here in a second, but you get into large projects, the difference between 10 and 20 or 25% on a conventional significant. is significant. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about that. So the other thought about SBA lending in general is it's the for, myth. The, the myth, myth is it's for <laughs> small loans. Right. This program can leverage into some pretty large projects. Oh, can yeah. you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the five million that handles a twelve million dollar project. Um, you know, it can even accommodate more than that. So the program limits five million? Five million SBA wide. SBA. So and that's only maybe forty percent of the project. Well, so, yeah, I mean yeah. you could even have a thirty million dollar purchase and we could do five million of that piece. Right. Okay. So right. I mean it we're just capped at the five million, and it also depend if there's seven A. But right. I mean, you know, as far as the project size, I mean, there's really no set point in how high that can go. Uh, it's just our piece would be, you know, right. it, instead of forty percent, maybe it's twenty percent of the yeah. thirty million price. But so, so but, what's RDFC's experience? I mean, what it, what it, I know there's, you know, no magic loan size, but where, <laughs> yeah. where do most of these projects range? That's a in good size question. Yeah, I think our, our our average size is probably like seven fifty. Between you know. seven fifty and so a million. So that's like a million, million. five project. Right. Total right. with the bank piece and the equity. Correct. And we've okay. actually had um, a couple borrowers that have exceeded five million. So, you know, you know, the SBA does have some quirks in that if it's a green building yes. or, you know, some other uh, I guess it's just a green building it's that allows energy. you to do separate projects. So you could do one project where it's four or five million and then, you know, we had another borrower construct another building do green energy, save on that, and be able to do another $5 million. Up to okay. 16 and a half, in fact. Right. Yeah, I have an example we're going to go over okay. here in a couple so of minutes. So I jumped the gun a little That's bit. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but but between, you know, back to the, you know, our sweet spot, um, you know, it, it varies, obviously, across Pennsylvania and West Virginia, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. pricing. You know, if you're going to buy a, a pretty large building in the city of Pittsburgh, 
you know, it's probably going to be a significant price if you're going to lend into a rural area, maybe in, I don't know, you know, Elk County. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the loan sizes are going to be smaller. I think the thing to keep in mind with 504 is that, you know, sometimes you can run into a project that's too small for 504 for it to make sense. And it's important to us, you know, not just that we make a loan, but that we're giving good advice to yeah. our borrowers. So I really think that the smallest reasonable project size is about 300000 Okay. So that would give the bank 150. We would do 120. Borrower would put down yeah. 30000 If you get lower than that... Well, I mean, you have another tool for a lower size we do. project. Yeah, yeah, we do. Should we talk about that now? Well, let's, okay. let's not get on. A couple more things on 504. Okay. Um, so, you know, it is an economic development program. Right. Um, so most economic development programs have a uh, result yes. that they're looking for. Yes. So usually that result, like for the state of Pennsylvania, for instance, which has the PETA program that's right. been around forever, it's got very favorable rates, but it has a very tight job creation requirement. Right. Um, SBA 504 also has a jobs requirement unless you qualify for any number of other policy goals the SBA has. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Why the- I mean, I think our, our biggest uh, eligibility that we fill is probably rural eligibility. Mm-hmm. You'll find that in Western PA. A lot of these projects qualify for rural uh, development. Um, you know, we could do job creation. That's another thing we track. Woman-owned, minority-owned businesses. So uh, if you fall into one of these other buckets, you don't necessarily have to create a certain number correct, of jobs. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It, you know, as long as you meet one of those right. uh, criteria, you know, it qualifies for the SBA 504. Yeah, I mean, we've had at least personally in our bank, has had pretty good success qualifying projects that didn't necessarily meet the jobs test. Because let's be honest, a lot of, particularly in manufacturing and automation, mm-hmm. the, the employee counts aren't what they used to be. Right, sure. Right. But there's a lot of other initiatives out there. There I are. Know we've done export. Yes. Uh, we've done, as you said, rural yeah, women, minority veteran-owned veteran businesses. Yeah. So we, yeah, they SBA actually, thankfully, increased the, the job requirement so for every dollar borrowed, excuse me, for every 90000 borrowed from us, at just the SBA, they have to create one job. Unless, as you said. I remember could, when it was 35000 I know, right? I know. I'm so grateful that, that they increased been a while. it. I know. Yeah, it was just increased from seventy five just recently. Um, but there are, as, as Nathan and Dave, both of you alluded to, there are other, I think, 18 other community development public policy goals that... You know, we'll do our darndest to try to fit right. somebody into one of those. Um, there's labor surplus areas. Yeah. There's generally something we can Good. kind of find to, right. to right. qualify. Right. Right. Yep. right. Yep. So, as I mentioned, uh, smaller projects, the legacy program that yes. Pittsburgh Countywide, now RDFC yes. started, is still available. We can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's called now the Small Business Growth Fund. Okay. And we can lend anywhere in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Ohio. Actually, okay. we're stretching across the border into Ohio. Uh, have yet to do one over there, but we will. Um, you know, and and a, as you stated earlier, Dave, we tend to use that program. It's a smaller loan program. Uh, we have the cash ourselves, and so it's a little less of a process in getting loans approved. Um, but not, you know, it's still not cumbersome. Uh, but in any case, uh, you know, our maximum loan amount we like to stick to about two hundred and fifty thousand. So if we have a smaller project, if someone calls and says, hey, you know, I'm buying a building, I'm spending 250000 on the building, you know, it probably makes far better sense to use 
this program than a 504. Yeah. And, and you the, have a little wider eligibility use proceeds-wise oh, yeah. for yeah, this yeah. program, right? We, we can do pretty much anything. We can uh, provide working capital with this mm-hmm. and some other things that 504 cannot. Uh, it was um, the, really the only the only thing to keep in mind is that we can't fund dis, uh, construction because of the fact that they were originally federal funds and it kicks in the Davis-Bacon Act. So uh, subsequent to... Um, you know, receiving that grant, that grant, and developing this revolving loan fund over the past forty years, we also received what I believe was probably the largest grant under CARES Act from the EDA in Pennsylvania, and that was about seven million dollars a few years ago, and that has been fully lent out for COVID relief. For COVID relief, yeah. yeah, and we've been able to develop that too into another revolving loan mm-hmm. fund, but that's specific to Allegheny County. Yeah. And you know, honestly, we're. Uh, our ears are always to the ground. We're always looking for additional opportunities to start new funding programs. Um, you know, we don't have problems getting money on the street. You know, we've right. got a really good network of folks who, um, you know, work with us. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to lend the money out as, as soon as it's right. available to us. Well, I, I think kind of to kind of really show what you guys can do. I'd like to go through a couple of project oh, yeah. examples with you. Now, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, you'll you'll be able to see some of this information as we discuss it. But those uh, who are, are just listening in audio format, we'll try to walk you through it. So, Becky, you have uh, several projects for us here as, yeah. as examples of what you guys have done. Can you uh, walk us through some of these? Sure. And I, you know, oh. I always like to choose projects that are a little different. Um, so this one kind of piggybacks off what Nathan was saying earlier about green energy. Yeah. So we financed with a local bank. Uh, two brothers wanted to buy their parents' uh, truck sales and service company. And do you remember off the top of your head, were there eight or ten different properties that we financed? It was a pretty I think there was around eight. Eight. Throughout PA. Throughout PA. Yeah, it was a big project. And our piece of it was over $4 million. So as we have just talked about here a couple of minutes ago, typically the maximum borrowing under SBA is $5 million. So when they decided that they wanted to build a new building and consolidate two of their existing locations, and they came to us for help because they loved the program, loved the program, they, in fact, the neat thing about that is the first deal that we did for them for the acquisition, they put no money in. We were able to do this completely with seller financing that came from their parents. So while they were hardworking guys and uh, really knew the business, they didn't have a lot of cash, yeah. and especially with a, with a large project like that. So there's a lot of creativity that you can exercise if you think it's a, you know, it's a good project. So when they wanted to consolidate these buildings, they came to us again. We had them engage a company to perform an energy audit. We showed that the new building would improve their energy consumption by more than 10%. And we were able to lend to them again with uh, a new SBA loan over $3 million. So our total borrowing with them was about $7.5 million. Just um, your piece because just of piece. the energy efficiency. That's correct. Yeah. And that's a public policy goal. For that is a public yes. policy goal. Yeah, okay. it absolutely is. Neat. Yeah. Here's another one, uh, a machine shop acquisition. Oh, so this is an equipment deal. Here. This is an okay. equipment deal, yeah. In fact... So this was a gentleman who wanted to buy a a machine shop a number of years ago, and he had some cash to put in the deal. He put down about uh, the total purchase price was $5 million just for the equipment. There was no real estate involved in this. He was in a lease space. So he came up with about $200,000 in cash. He had a seller note for about $300,000. 
And then we partnered with the bank and provided uh, some additional monies for them to finance closing costs and soft costs. They bought the assets of the company. They did very well. And then a couple of years later, uh, they came to us and were in a position where they needed to uh, increase their line of credit with the bank. The bank was a conservative bank and chose not to do that. Um, so actually, Dave, this is a deal that we did with you, uh, with Enterprise Bank. Uh, we refinanced that existing debt with another 504. Pulled some equity out. Pulled some equity out that was uh, equity in the in the in the uh, assets that they owned, and was able to give them some cash out. So here's a self storage facility. I like to tell people about this only because a lot of folks don't realize that we can finance self storage. Yeah, because I'm thinking, where's the job creation in a self storage yeah, facility? Yeah. <laughs> So Nathan will probably remember this was a rural development loan. Okay. Yeah, this was a rural development loan in Beaver County. Um, again, it was a partnership with Enterprise Bank. This was an existing customer. We were able to, they wanted to expand. Uh, the cracker plant had bought up so much land that there were not that many uh, self-storage uh, spaces of, around. So a couple of them had to shut down. So um we refinanced the existing mortgage and we gave them additional funds to buy the equipment and the construction. And because of the fact that they had a lot of land equity, they had no cash in the deal. So it worked it out nicely for everybody. Yeah. Well, this next one looks unique. Yeah, this is a this is a great story. This was in Fayette County, Pennsylvania. Once again, rural development. Um, so this was an existing campground. We partnered with a local bank. We refinanced some of their existing loans and provided quite a bit of cash for them to um, build a, a, a restaurant and locker room and put in a water park. Uh, we partnered with a bank, and we also partnered with a, a local development agency, too. Well, I think that's an important point. You can combine the, yes. this program with other, other economic, economic yeah, development programs. We can. And in this case, uh, it was with, uh, with FayPen down in Fayette County. They had some really low-cost loan money that they were able to— it always helps the borrower, even though it makes it more complicated, especially when you're writing out the checks and making your you're paying your bills yeah. on a monthly basis. But if you can really, you know, improve the capital stack with low interest loans like this, particularly in this market right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell clients we're going to try to access as much economic development financing as we can, because used to be a lot of those programs were above bank rates. Now yeah. they're below bank. Rates. Yes, they are. So. Yes, they are. Yeah, that was a neat story as well. Well, here's another. This was um, right after COVID. It was a screen printing company. We were able to refinance uh, both uh, a mortgage debt and seven leases. I think, you know, Nathan was still having PTSD over that. That was, <laughs> that was a lot to put together. Um, it was a bit of a moving target. Yeah. But because of the ability, you know, to improve their cash flow by yeah. doing that, because, you know, lease payments are typically kind right. of expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to refinance them into a really nice low rate. And we gave them cash out. And frankly, I think this would have been a company that would not have survived. If well, I'm we, even, I mean, I'm even trying to remember how much we saved them on monthly payments. It, it, was, was, it was something yeah. crazy. Unbelievable. It was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, so yeah. this refinancing yeah. component, which is relatively new for 504, it is. Um, is of great value with for companies that have a lot of equity tied up in their fixed assets but yeah. need working capital. Exactly, exactly. Which leads me to the next project, Um Recently, the SBA said, okay, you know, we, we have for a couple of years allowed you to use the program to refinance existing debt. Now we're going to let you refinance SBA 7A loans. 
Now, look, I have always been a massive proponent of all of the SBA programs. There's a great place for each of them, right? Uh, never would ever say anything to malign the 7A program. It's an excellent uh, financing vehicle. But here's the problem. You know, a lot of these loans uh, for real estate purchases, you know, we all remember when rates were, what, 4% a couple of years ago? And so a lot of the national 7A lenders yeah. made real estate loans that were adjusting quarterly based on Prime plus 275. This was a, a company that was paying essentially 11% in an interest rate. We were able to refinance this. Um, sadly, the appraisal came in light. So we were able to step up with one of our other economic development programs and fill that gap on the appraisal value and make it work. And, uh, you know, it all worked out and we were able to lock them in. Rates were still going up then, but I think we were able to lock them in around five or six yeah. percent, which was certainly an improvement over what they were paying. So, you know, I, I think the moral of the story is that, you know, not only is it a good program, but there are ways, you know, if you can, you know, work with an experienced bank and, and have a lot of patience from the borrower to be creative on these mm -hmm. projects and find ways not only save them money, but, you know, get them in a, a good low rate too. Yeah. And I can tell from this, from this, um, this group of examples here, this is pretty much an industry agnostic program. I mean, it, it can work across <laughs> all different types of businesses. Yes. yes. Um, so how do small business owners or even lenders, how do they get in touch with RDFC? Ah, well, I would say go to our website, but it's being rebooted now. So <laughs> soon I'd, to be up and running. It will soon to be up and running. I would say in December, check our okay. website. Okay. And that's uh, www.rdfc.net. And you can always just call our office. We spend a lot of time on the phone talking to prospects, not only banks, but borrowers. And that's 412 471 1030. You can talk to either Nathan or myself, and we're always happy to help. Excellent. So, for small business owners, I mean, it's one of the five of four has always been one of the best games in town uh, from a, a financing structure, interest rate perspective. And now, with the growth in your other program, you have a lot more capabilities there, particularly geographically. So, RDFC, great partner of this bank. I know a great partner of a lot of the local banks. Um, definitely. You know, keep them in mind uh, for fixed asset financing, in particular with 504 and even for other projects under your existing program. So final final thoughts. What uh, advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs that ah. need financing? Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> words, of, a, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom, yeah. You know, I, I guess what I would say would be, you know, anybody looking to finance some real estate or equipment, just give us a call. You know, we could probably, you know, work you through the process or if it's something we can't help you out with, you know, we have enough networking that we can kind of connect you with somewhere to get the deal done. Um, you know, and again, there's a lot of questions and nuances even to a lot of the programs. And I think, you know, our expertise and experience in the industry, you know, we can kind of help you out. Well, I can't improve on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I th again, I think the biggest thing is just reaching out with a phone call and sure. just kind of going over any questions you might have. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you very much for participating. Great Thanks. information for our small business community. Thanks so much for letting us be here with you today. Thanks. Not a problem. Anytime. So for those of you that might have any questions about this episode of Inside the Vault or have suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at insidethevault at enterprisebankpgh.com. 
And you can check us out on all the major podcast platforms in audio format and in video format on YouTube. Thank you very much for listening or watching. Mm.